Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey everyone, and welcome to Elijah Streams. Today's Monday, October 2nd, 2023. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley, filling in for Steve Schultz. I pray you guys had an amazing weekend. I know I did. It was awesome spending time with my family and the weather got really nice here in Charlotte. Um, Today's show is going to be very, very exciting because we have someone you guys all know, DeMonte Edmonds. He's probably been in your inbox multiple times through the ElijahList.com. He's a prophetic dreamer. He's an author. And I'm super excited to have him on the program today. He's going to be talking about revivalists and reformers. What is a reformer? What's a revivalist? Um, How does God want them to work together? He's also going to be sharing some prophetic dreams with us. But before we bring him on, I want to thank you guys again so much to donating to Elijah's dreams. You are giving more than just clean drinking water through the digging of freshwater wells. Please enjoy this quick video clip. Jaja Zaina and her great-grandchildren have gone their entire lives without clean water. They spend their days collecting dirty, unsafe water. They have been praying for a miracle, and that prayer has been answered. Because of your generosity, a water well has been drilled near Jaja Zaina's home. Would you join us in providing clean water to the people of Uganda? Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate, or mail a check today to Elijah Streams. 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. Thank you guys again so much for your generous donations. You guys are so, so very generous. And without your giving, we would not be able to see all these wells dug, all these lives being changed. So if you feel so led to today to give, please click on the link in the description or in the comments. You can go online to elijahstreams.com donate, or you can mail in your gift to the address shown on the screen. And thank you guys again. All right, we're going to be bringing on DeMonte Edmonds. He is a author. He's a uh, international speaker. He's a minister. He's a friend of the Lord. He's a podcast host. He is all the things. You guys, please help me welcome DeMonte Edmonds. Hey, DeMonte, how are you? Hello, Kelsey. Good to be back on Elijah's Dreams and be back with the audience and the team. We're glad to have you back. And, you know, we were talking a little bit before the show about dreaming, about how you're such a dreamer. And you were saying these months seem to be more, I don't know if it's heightened spiritually for you, but it just seems like you get more revelation during this time, right? Yes. This fall season is Rosh Hashanah, New Year season. I mean, for years, going back 12, 13, maybe 15 years, I know that September, October is always a spiritual window, but the Lord just increases activity and voice in my life. And even your kids, because you have how many children? 
one, two, three, four. I have four little kids. Four kids, and they're even dreamers too, right? Yes, the whole family. My wife oh, probably so is, is probably the most prolific dreamer of us all, but all of us definitely uh, get prophetic dreams from the Lord. Oh, that's amazing. All right, Demonte, you have a lot to share with us today. <laughs> <laughs> a lot to that, and I'm being, that's saying it nicely, a ton of stuff to share. So let's start out with um, your first dream with reformers and revivalists. But real quick, before we get into that, um, would you just address the difference between a revivalist and a reformer because they're it's not the same thing which a lot of people think it is but they're totally different yes and sometimes there's certain lines that kind of cross uh just like an apostle and prophet sometimes they do similar activity uh because you need both a revivalist is really concerned about the fire of god being in the church in the body of christ the fire of god uh reaching people's hearts burning uh in the community and they really have a message of of repentance from sin and really have a message of really the presence and power of the Holy Spirit transforming people's lives. So with the revivalists, you're more going to see the deliverances, the healings, the signs, wonders, the mass salvations. Uh, they bring that revival fire that stir people up for the things of God. And so we always need some level of revival and to be sparked for our love for Jesus and for the church and for prayer and everything. So we need revival always. Right. And a reformer is more. A reformer uh, is dealing more with mindsets and systems. You know, one of the best, I think, prototype or epitomes of reformers, Martin Luther. Um, yeah. One of the Protestant Reformation. You know, he got one revelation about the just should live by faith. Faith. He nailed it on the church at Wittenberg. And it started an uproar that shook the continent <laughs> of Europe and shook the world. And he wasn't really laying hands. He wasn't prophesying to people. Maybe he was, but you know, I didn't read any history books that he was doing those things. He wasn't doing miracles, signs and wonders or mass salvations or tent revivals. <laughs> he, he was propagating a message that you could have a direct relationship with God yourself. You didn't need a middleman. You didn't need a priest. You didn't need a system. You didn't need the Catholic church as a middleman to, to get to God. And so he reformed the mindsets of people in Europe that, hey, we we've been doing this wrong and so those reformers come really deal with mindsets to align us with the thinking uh or the mind of christ to align us with the heart of the father and the mind of christ and so those reformers are needed uh systematically and periodically to come in and make sure we stay on the right path and have the yep. mind of christ that's really good just to lay the foundation of hey what's a revivalist and what's a reformer all right so let's jump right into that dream um, that you had about reformers and revivalists arising together. Yeah. So in this dream, it was early in the morning. A lot of my dreams that I get 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m., I can remember them very vividly. And I feel like they have more weight and importance when they come mm -hmm. around that time. But there were two kids sitting down. They were, it was this big, shiny ball. They were kind of fussing and fighting over it. And they were pointing fingers at each other like, I don't know, just fussing, just being aggressive. And they were getting more irritated because they were fussing over this ball. And then I looked at their shirts. One said revivalists, the other said reformers. But then it's like both kids grew up. And as they grew up, their arms that were pointing at each other, the fingers connected, it became one arm, and then it grew up into one person. And it said revivalists and reformers on the shirt. And I felt like the Lord was saying that, you know, the ball that they were fighting over was the gospel ball of, Sometimes 
uh, the reformers have de-emphasized or haven't placed importance on revival. And then many times the revivalists get caught up in the fire of what's happening, that they miss mm -hmm. kind of the, 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 the truth or the doctrine or, or the mindset or the systematic thinking that's going on in the culture. And so the Lord said in this next season, we need both to collaborate and work together greater than ever before. That's so important because you do see the, the zeal and the fire of revival. And sometimes they can leave out the importance of focusing on God's word too, where it's like, you know, and you, you need both together because the reformers are really usually word centered, right? Yeah. Like it ha we have, we need to be teaching the word and revivalists have so much zeal. And like you said, I mean, it's so awesome that God showed you that. Now, do you think the time we're in now that, I mean, obviously the Lord showed you that for a reason. Do you think that he's stirring that up within people? Hey, if you're a reformer, because you know deep inside of you, right? Help help explain. I'm going off a little bit here because I want people go to off. understand. <laughs> we're off, we're gonna go off the script here. But um, if you have a passion and a fire inside of you, will you know, hey, I'm more of a reformer or more of a revivalist? Yes, you will definitely know, and you will have a burden for one or the other. And so I'll give you an example. When I pastored a church. We had a lot of miracles, healing, signs, wonders, deliverances. And then the Lord began to open up the nations. I was going into nations. I really wow. thought I was going to be doing crusade revivals. But when I would mm -hmm. go, you know who would show up? Leaders. And I began to pray. And the Lord said, no, you can do revival type of stuff. I'll use you in that arena. But right now, I want you to really work with the leaders. And so mm -hmm. some reformers are to leaders or to organizations or to nations. That's good. And I, and I think God gives you a burden. In a grace, because you can have a burden and step out and try to do something, have no success, no for fruit. But there's a grace that comes with it, too. And so I think there will be a burden and a grace. And you think right now is a, the time that God is bringing this together and saying, hey, if you know you're a reformer and you have that heart for that, get with revivalists and join together and see God's purposes come more fully than just one side or the other. Yes, because what happens sometimes, um, you know, okay, so I go places, sometimes the presence shows up as soon as I step out and start to pray. I don't get to preach the word. I always say the Holy Spirit ruins a lot of the good messages that God gives me. But, um, and it's up to those churches, to those ministries to disciple the people and explain what happened and bring understanding and context to the move of the Spirit. Uh, but then I've been to places where reformers were very frustrated because they've been pounding, pounding, pounding. And you know what, it's a lot easier to reform an atmosphere where there's movement, where there's freshness, where there's fire. And so sometimes you need those revivalists to come in to melt those hard places. I'll talk about, when I talk about revivalists, they have to have fire. They melt the stony places and the hard places in people's hearts. And now they're open to the message that the Refor Reformation and the reformers bring. So they really need to work together strategically I think they've worked together in the past or we worked mm -hmm. together in the past, but this time it needs mm -hmm. to be more intentional and more strategic. Yeah, that's really good. All right, DeMonte, um, we're going to go into now. God showed you five wicked agendas of the enemy, and I know you're going to get through all these five, but walk us, walk us through how that happened and <laughs> what he showed you. When it started, first I was praying, and when I got up and walked away from prayer, the word of the Lord came to me saying, pray against the separatist movement. 
And I was like, the separatist movement, what is that? And uh, me, I'm going to be honest. I thought it was some underground plot to overthrow the government. And I, <laughs> that's what I thought. I thought the Lord was going to show me some group that was, and I'm sure they're out there. We band them up in Jesus name, but I thought it was going to be something like that. And so anyway, I began to pray some more and, and I actually Googled the term. I knew that the separatists were, um, there were good, good separatists and bad separatists. The good ones were like the Puritans and the mm -hmm. ones that left for religious freedom. But then in some countries, there are ones that they're more like rebels and they want to just overthrow the government. But as I began to pray, then I had. So this revelation is over several days. It's over like two weeks. Oh, wow. That all of it came. And so uh, in this night vision, I, I saw the separatists were demonic principalities and powers arrayed together to bring uh, evil to the United States of America. And the Lord showed me that in times past, some of these powers had a lot of power and influence, but they operated kind of separately from each other. And I saw this wicked looking table, very, uh, I want to say a grotesque table almost. And there were six demonic spirits sitting around it. I only was able to see three because three back were turned to me in the vision. And one of them, I could tell it was one of the bells. I know we read in the Bible, sometimes we, we say bells singular. But I think there were different bells. I think there were different wow. asteroids, you know, a classification of principalities. And so one was like a spirit of Baal. One was a spirit of asteroid, which looked very androgynous. I really think that one has something to do with the LGBTQ uh, agenda. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't hear that. The Lord didn't tell me that. But just seeing the nature of it, I felt like it was tied into that. And then the third one, I knew by the spirit wasn't a principality, but a power and dealt with economics and finances. And there were three more. But the Lord was saying that their the totality of their strategy mm -hmm. was to separate us in America. Everything that they were not everything, but this particular group, everything was to separate us from something so that the enemy would have a breach in the open door. Mm. And what the Lord gave me was Baal, uh, Balaam, excuse me, the prophet Balaam. Mm -hmm. He. I don't know if he was a real prophet. He was, let's say he was a diviner. He was a soothsayer. He was something. He had some spiritual power. I don't know if he was a witch doctor, but we do know that when he went to curse Israel, the real God of heaven, the God of Israel spoke to him and stopped him and he couldn't curse Israel. And so his cunning was, let me tell the king that if we can get Israel to trespass concerning the law, then there's a breach in the open door. And Israel did trespass and it brought judgment upon Israel for a season and brought a plague. And mm -hmm. so the United States is one of the most blessed, most protected, most covered nations. We're not perfect. We're far, far, far from perfect. I don't think there's any perfect nation that has ever existed. Uh, the right. kingdom of heaven is the only perfect kingdom. Uh, but overall, even, you know what, even people and nations that don't lack us want to come here and be citizens. Yeah. I remember one general shared how he was in Iraq and he had caught this high ranking general of another country that was spewing all this rhetoric against the U.S. And the guy said, hey, if I turn and flip, can I become a U.S. citizen? In his heart of hearts, he knew the U.S. had a special grace. Yes, he was, he was like one of the worst anti-U.S. people. Wow. In the US. But when mm -hmm. they caught him and, and he was going to give information, he said, look, if I do this, can I become a U.S. citizen? Wow, well, he's ready to flip. Yes, he was ready to flip. Sammy the Bull. Um, so anyway, um, the Lord showed me 
that there were several agendas that they were trying to work through and all of them had the same thing if they could bring separation then the enemy could have a stronghold did you want me to jump into each point or did you want to yeah um, well the first thing i wanted to say is when when you talk about balaam so he was trying to get god's people to fornicate to intermarry right yeah to basically make covenants with things outside of god's covenant so i think that's a really important point that the lord showed you because it's making unholy covenants and unholy allegiance with what god never told us to make allegiance to especially as the church definitely definitely and also breaking allegiance with what we're supposed to be in alignment with. And the yeah. first thing that he showed me was the enemy wanted to separate us from our traditional foundational values. You know, I heard this, and this was a Russian general or somebody, he, he gave an interview earlier this year. He said, you know, we used to look to America as a moral leader. And now we see that you guys have, you know, kind of declined. And so all those nations knew we were not perfect. They kind of looked to us to some level of moral standard or uprightness, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even if we didn't practice it fully, at least we preached it. At least we, at least we, we, you know, on paper, at least, you know, that's what we were standing for. And one of the things the Lord showed me was this is where the reformers are really needed to call us back to the purpose and plans that originally were for this nation. Now, our ministry is called destiny for the nations. God showed me that every person, every family, every community, every nation has a destiny that God's ordained in heaven. And when you stray away from that, the, the purpose and intent that you were founded as a nation, that destiny gets derailed and sadly judgment comes in. So that's what we want to try to prevent. That's what we can prevent. And that's yeah. where we really need the reformers to come in to make, to speak and point us in the right direction. And the Lord says, woe to those that call evil good and good evil and we have to be cautious in this hour that we don't allow the media we don't allow organizations yeah. or influencers or celebrities to convince us that that which god calls evil is good because that will separate us from our traditional foundational values that have helped us become a great nation yep and i think of the a little bit of leaven ruins the entire lump and especially being, you know, you have a family. A lot of us are parents right now watching this, grandparents and parents. You know, it's so easy for these little things to creep in to your children's lives and then into your lives because, you know, kids have the phone. They're they're seeing a lot of stuff. We have no idea. We're, they're like, oh, this is popular. We're like, what are you talking about? But it can influence the whole family. And it creeps in little by little through the media, through the apps or whatever, and just protecting your family, being a mom or a father, grandma and grandpa, just protecting your family and making sure that they're not seeing or getting involved in stuff. The little bit of leaven that's going to end up, it's, it may be off just a little bit in the beginning, but way down the road, I mean, it can really take you to some, some really bad places. And the, the place we're at in America right now is, it can get really dark really fast, you know, yeah. if, if you start going down, down that road. So that's a really, um, it's a really important word for morality. It needs to be taught again, right. About yeah. being pure before the Lord and holy before the Lord. And I know he also, um, 
talked about dividing the body of Christ um, in America and racial tension as well. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Yes, yes. Tell and us I want that. I want to jump in. You know, I just feel from the Lord to say that there are many that feel a call to the educational mountain. Mm-hmm. We need godly people in the educational mountain greater than ever before. Uh, years ago, my son is 10 years old, but several years ago, my wife had a dream uh, mm-hmm. that he had a teacher that was into the all-caught and slowly introducing that type of stuff and system to the kids. Wow. And we prayed and the Lord changed classes for our, for our son. And he ended up with a very godly Christian teacher. Even now, I'm not going to say what teacher. I don't want to get him in trouble. But we have teachers that actually pray over the kids and encourage them to pray to Jesus. They use the oh, name of Jesus. Awesome. And my wife, we just met one of our neighbor's mother. And she said she, she's been a teacher. She was in there praying in tongues and in the classroom, praying over the kids, praying over the atmosphere. So we need people in the educational mountain to understand their assignment. Uh, yes. But to, to shift to the other points that you were saying, um, I'll go to the racial one, then I'll come back to the divide the with the body of Christ. I think not just in our nation that race, racism is an issue. It is an issue globally. Even when you go into uh, an all Caucasian country, like let's mm-hmm. use Bosnia. You know, one group's there the Serbs, the other groups they're the Bosnians, and they're fighting. They're in the same country, but they look alike. Or you go into Africa, you might find that the the Ebos and the Yorubos is tribal. You know, sometimes mm. it's tribal, sometimes it's color. But that mm-hmm. is a, a, a textbook tactic that the enemy uses to bring confusion, yeah. division. Where there's division, there's no unity, and where there's no unity, you don't get the fullness of the presence and power of God. And so in this next season, especially the body of Christ, we need to learn to come together and cross lines. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm obviously a black guy, African-American, whatever you want to call me, but our ministry is very multicultural. We're very purposeful that we pray uh, that the nations come and Mm -hmm. that different people groups come. And you know what I've, we know what I found out as well. When you get different people groups together, you get a stronger presence of God. You get a stronger anointing. Mm -hmm. Uh, because each carry a DNA that pulls on God in a different way, I believe. Uh, but awesome. yes, yes. Uh, so the the second that was the third part. But the second point that I saw they made trying to Nevada was within the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you're seeing that big time right now. Yes, big time. Um, the early church would really, I think, galvanize them was they were under persecution. And the persecution caused them to have to be arm in arm and work together. And if you started mm-hmm. study the early church, after some of the persecution lifted and the church became more organizational, no, then people became mm-hmm. to become more divided over doctrine and who's following who and what group is doing what. And so we have to uh, make sure that we don't allow anything, politics, uh, doctrines to divide us. Now, right. there's some doctrines that will divide us. If it's false doctrines, doctrines of devil, if you're trying to deny the divinity of Jesus Christ, right? if you're trying to deny that the Holy Spirit exists or that water baptism is needed or things that are evidently biblical. Right. We, I mean, we're not going to stand with that, but we want to stand with truth. Mm-hmm. Some of these lesser points are not worth dividing over. Yeah. 
I agree. I think we're seeing a lot of it's little tiny things that people get they get really worked up about. And then all of a sudden you see like all these blog posts being made and these names being called out. And it's, it's bringing so much attention, um, I think, away from the Lord. And it's like, guys, you know, we're here to preach the name of Jesus. And that's what we're here to do. And if you want to do that, then let's do it together. You know, don't yeah. don't be separated over the little tiny things. And I know also um, the Lord revealed to you the wicked agenda. Number four was to influence America to break its covenant with Israel. So tell us about that one. Yes. And there's some people that's, you know, more equipped and more researched in this particular area. Israel is a big focus for their their ministry and their assignment. Uh, but the, the Bible simply says this, that I will bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. And we see whether it was King David or Abraham, people that uh, showed favor to Israel, that God gave them some type of reward or favor back. And so yeah. our nation historically has uh, been in some level of alliance and cooperation with Israel very strongly even when it was an enemy of many, many, many nations and still enemy of many nations. And I believe that is one of the layers of protection that has helped to protect us is that we've been a big brother of sorts to Israel. And I saw that the enemy was gonna crank up the volume of trying to separate us and almost making us feel like this isn't as a priority or as important as in the past. And using yeah. these third power nations as these other nations as well to come in uh, to try to pull them up to break that covenant. And so we need mm -hmm. to be prayerful. The intercessors need to be prayerful that that alliance uh, not only stays intact, but stays balanced as well. Yeah, that's really good. All intercessors are like, oh, add Israel, even though they already really, I mean, most intercessors, if you have an intercessory call, you're always praying um, for the peace of Jerusalem. Anyways, yeah. but okay, wicked agenda number five, to spiritually divide and conquer the states in America. Okay, so this one's interesting. Uh, what, what actually happened, the Lord told me to go back and find this old email that I had sent to um a woman of God years back. And I went and was searching for the email. I wasn't actually sure if I could find it. I had to even remember her name. The Lord gave me the name. I found the email. And what was really relevant at the time for me when I first found the email was that I was doing a meeting in Houston um, and trying to do some stuff in Houston, actually with Apostle Chuck Pierce. And I found it okay. like a little, t like a week before. And it was from 10 years back. And there's two parts to the email. The second part, I'm giving her a prophetic word, which isn't relevant to what we're talking about today. But the first part, I guess because she was living in Texas or doing something in Texas, she had asked me to pray for Texas. And in the vision, I saw that Texas was divided into two parts. And I saw that the Eastern Hemisphere was set for revival, set for outpouring. Uh, there were angels arrayed to uh, descend and, and do things for God. And then I saw the Western portion that look totally different spiritually and look totally different even far as the destiny or where it was going. And then I saw more uh, homelessness and poverty and joblessness. And so the Lord reminded me that this plays into what you're seeing with the separation. In times past, so God and the enemy recognizes and respects to some degree boundaries and landmarks that man sets, sets, sets up. 
there's this, there's two places in the Bible that says do not remove the ancient landmarks because when and there are people that have come under curses for removing property landmarks. That's a whole nother story, because if you notice in the Old Testament land, a lot of the Old Testament is a fight over land. Yep. Land land. Listen, if you don't have whoever controls the land, you don't get food without land. You don't have shelter without land. Land is so important. Not not maybe not to us as much now as it was then, but right. land. But the Lord showed me one of the strategies of the enemy is that let's say you're an intercessor in the state of Oregon and you're praying over Oregon, you're praying against the powers, principalities. But let's say that the state's divided into two spiritually and what you need to pray and how you need to pray for one part of the state is going to be different than the other part of the state. And so now you have people praying blanket prayers, but they have mm -hmm. to understand uh, how their state and the country has been reshifted and redivided by the principalities and powers so that we can pray more bullseye and more strategically and methodically. How would we do that? So if I'm an intercessor and I'm looking to like, okay, I want to know exactly how to pray, you know, how would they get that revelation from the Lord? How, how would you say, um, primarily just a, in general, I know it's probably really <laughs> a lot. To That's a lot. It's with these so, so my thoughts are this, and I did contemplate that, um, one now I've seen it at times when I went into States, the Lord showed me different States Two, I've seen it for countries. When I went into countries, I necessarily wasn't asking for it. I just saw it spiritually as I was in the city, but I, I think this word is really to stir up what I will call head or chief intercessors that are signed over those territories. Um, I'm going to use Cindy Jacobs, you know, General's Intercession. I know she has an intercessory network. They've done things like that in the past. So I think there are people that have intercessory networks at the state level uh -huh. and at the national level that they probably can send out some type of, uh, of war cry to their intercessory networks. Whatever state you're in, begin to pray over your state and ask God for revelation. And as they compile it and compare notes, they will get mm -hmm. some type of consensus of what God is saying for their state. It's going to take a quite a, a team to really accomplish this and pull this off. And it may be te separate teams working separately, but when they publish and compare their notes, they will see some commonalities. Yeah, so that's I, I know it's too much for me to do by myself. I'm <laughs> sure, I'm absolutely sure of that. And there's some yeah. other prophets, maybe they're graced in that area. They can just step foot on the soil or pull up a map and they'll just see a big vision. Hey, yeah. They can have it. I'm praying for you guys. Uh, the Lord just told me <laughs> what sure needed to sure. be. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So linking arms and comparing notes, basically. So what the Lord's revealing, make sure you're comparing with other people. Hey, are you are you getting the same thing? And then that's kind of how you can target your prayers, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. So uh, you wrote out some prayer decrees for our nation. And um, if you're... I believe you're done with your, did you, you shared all five. Is there anything else you wanted to add um, to that before we get into the prayers? No, no, that was, that was it. Those was the points. Okay. And the word is on uh, Elijah list of Elijah streams. For those that want to go actually look at it on the Elijah list, it was published. They can read all the details in the scriptures and more specifics into that word. 
I'm sure, yeah, um, we can send that out or people can go there um, and look that up. But let's move on then to the prayer decrees for our nation. So what is a decree and how is a decree maybe different than uh, just a, a prayer or is it the same? No, well, I, you know, the Bible says pray with all kinds of prayers. So, you know, tongues is a prayer, groanings is a prayer, you know, groanings that come when you're in deep intercession that comes from the Holy Spirit. Uh, but decrees is, I want to say it's in the prayer family. You from a decree is making a statement from a place of authority, knowing that it's the will of God what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So for instance, let's say I'm going somewhere and I don't know. I want a red, I, I want a red rental car because I travel a lot for ministry. So I get rental cars. It may not be the will of God for me to get a red rental car. Maybe somebody's going to be on the road and look at it and get distracted and have an accident. So I just pray, Lord, give me the best rental car that you want me to have. But, but if I go into a meeting, I see people in bondage and under demonic uh, uh, oppression. I know it's the will of God for them to be free. I know the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. A lot of times I don't ask God and I just make that decree in Jesus name because it's already in the mm. Bible. It's already willed and I know his heart and I make that decree from a place of authority, understanding the will of God in the heart of the father. And then boom, deliverances happen. So okay. because we know that God doesn't want division, he okay. doesn't want uh, the enemy to come in. He doesn't want principalities and powers to win. We can decree things that are counter their will and that's in line with the will of God. Okay, awesome. Let's let's start those decrees and you guys all um pray along with us, right? Yes. Okay. Father, yeah, go right ahead. Now in Jesus mighty name, we decree and declare that the wicked agenda of the enemy is brought down, that is nullified, that is voided in Jesus name. And we decree and declare, Father, that you would send a spirit of confusion to the enemy's camp that the enemies, the principalities and powers would not be able to work together, that they would have infighting within their own camp in Jesus' name. And we decree and declare, God, that you would cause the alliance between the United States and Israel to be strengthened, to be on terms of mutual understanding, mutual benefit, and Lord, that you would cause prophets on both sides of the table to speak to those in power, thus saith the Lord in Jesus' name. Father, we decree and declare that the racial divide and the racism that's been in the hearts of people and that's been in the hearts even of those in the church, Lord, that you would have caused that to be superimposed upon by a spirit of love, a deep spirit of brotherly love, of agape love, of godly Christian love. God, let it be released upon your people in Jesus' name. And we come against, in Jesus' name, every dividing spirit that divides us about things that are insignificant, unimportant, that we can walk together as brothers and sisters in Christ, no matter the denomination, no matter the stream, and we can raise up the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ in this nation. We speak, Lord, in Jesus' name, there'll be no separation from the morals and principles and values that's held us, that's brought us to this point, God. Lord, we pray that the great reformation would come and stir up in this nation. We've been praying for a great awakening. So we pray for the great awakening, which will be revival and which will be reformation together to bring transformation to this nation in Jesus' name. 
And I decree and declare that intercessors and prophets would be activated, Lord, right now to begin to remap and redesign uh, prayer strategies and tactics for this hour that we would take back America for God in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right, Demonte, the Lord spoke to you about Israel through this vision, but mm -hmm. also through um, something with Saudi Arabia and Israel both together. What, what did he reveal to you about that? I was watching uh, the news on our Echo in the Kitchen. I, I normally don't watch too much news. I'm going to be honest, I don't like to watch too much news. I uh, sometimes you. people are telling me stuff that happened, and I'm like, I have to go back and double back and, and find out. Especially being prophetic, I like to you know just be clear. And then secondly, some of it's just depressing. But <laughs> I happen to see this thing that I said that Saudi Arabia and Israel were normalizing relationship. Uh, in the past, they've not been the best of friends and mm -hmm. they've been on two different sides of the coin and table but when i saw it i had a vision from the lord and i saw a knife go into the back of palestine and the back of israel and the way that i saw it was like the vision let's say the vision's in a box the mm -hmm. top half i saw the israeli flag and the body bottom half i saw um like the, the 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 housing that I've seen for Palestine, I've never been there, but the okay. Palestinian housing, I just know how they're mm -hmm. settled. Their settlement, their settlement, mm -hmm. and I saw a knife, and I felt like there would be some level of disappointment and betrayal from Saudi Arabia for both nations, and wow. this isn't going to be something that long term is going to be mutually beneficial. So they have to be the nation Israel has to be very discerning and cautious about not overextending themselves, mm -hmm. not overcommitting themselves, and to also know when the timing of God to shift that dynamic relation, the dynamic of that relationship. Yeah, so pray into that as well, definitely, um, because yes. that's that affects a lot of people. And that's something God's revealing to you and you're sharing, thank you for sharing it with all of us because now we have something to pray into as well. and. Demonte, before we get to the end of today's program, you are an author of many books. I see them all behind you, but you have a new one that's coming out. Share a little bit about your newest book, because I love when you teach on dreams. I've actually listened to you many times teach on really? prophetic dreams, and it's really blessed me because you share a lot of really good practical keys. So anyways, tell us about your book. Okay, so it's called The Supernatural Dimension of Dreams, Understanding How God Works While You Sleep, before it by Dr. Jane Hammond. Love Dr. Jane Hammond. And, you know, so I've written some books. Dreams seem very basic, but they're so powerful because from the Bible, from Genesis all the way to the end of the Bible, you can see dreams. Uh, even the stepdad of Jesus, Joseph, he had dreams that saved the Savior, that saved the family, that caused yep. them to, to go down to Egypt. You know, you look at Daniel was anchored up as the vice president of a nation because of dream interpretation. And I could mm -hmm. go on and on with Joseph, who was number two in the nation because of dreams. Yeah, Dreams is something that, number one, you don't have to be a spirit-filled Christian. You don't have to be a Christian. Even though we want you to be, God speaks to so many in dreams. And there yeah. are many people that God's speaking to them daily, weekly. And they're missing the answers, the solutions the instructions, 
the better life, the abundant life, or maybe just the relationship with God that he's desired for them. So dreams are set up as a communication channel for God to communicate his will, his heart, and his mind to us and to save us from, you know, I talked one chapter about warnings. Help Elijah's Dreams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah's Dreams and the Elijah's Dreams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Mm -hmm. Some people have suffered trauma and grief and loss because they, they, they didn't pay attention to the warnings. Then I yeah. talk about supernatural impartations that God can spiritually upgrade you through dreams. That he can take your ministry, he can take your anointing to the next level through dreams. And then really I talk good. as well about how it's important uh, to remember your dreams. One of the questions I always get is from people, I get dreams, but I don't remember them. So I give you a whole chapter. I give you some practical tips and clues on how to remember your dreams and recollect them. And so it's just power packed with some very digestible, practical and biblical uh, understanding of dreams and how it can be a benefit to your life to just get deeper in this realm and understand what God may be communicating to you. Do you have a part in your book where you share um, different symbols you have in your dreams? Because I know that's such a, it's, it seems like, oh, well, I had a dream where I was in the bathroom and I was, you know, washing my hands and washing my face. And you think, oh, that's a simple dream, you know, doesn't mean anything. But really, let's just say I had that dream. What what would that dream mean if I was in the bathroom, DeMonte? So the bathroom to me deals with God dealing with really internal parts of our life more than external. Uh, for instance, cars deal with a lot of times our ministry and calling and career. The bathroom mm -hmm. really deals with those personal heart issues. And so if I saw someone in the bathroom washing their hands, to me, it would deal with the Lord just bringing cleansing and exposure to areas of our heart that affect our behavior, our activity. Because uh, your hands, whatever your hands find to do, you know, there's scripture about your hands deal with your activity, your behavior, things that you put your hands to, your influence. So I would mm -hmm. think what it means that Lord is purifying my heart even more so that whatever influence I have is a pure influence and is from the heart of God and is pure motives and it has more impact. What about those once in a while dreams, at least for me, where you're flying in your dream, like not on an airplane, but you're actually picked up in your dream and you're soaring in your dream. What, what does that mean? Okay, so there's two parts to this. There's a good part and then there's a cautionary part. The, the cautionary part is if there's been a history of sorcery, witchcraft in, your, in a person's bloodline and family, they have to mm -hmm. be careful that the enemy's not trying to bring them back into that especially if you've oh, come I've from never a, heard that oh yeah oh yeah even in ezekiel wow. he says i'm against those that hunt the souls to make them fly and he begins to talk about how mm -hmm. they would use handkerchiefs and tie things to the pillows to try to because that during the time of ezekiel when he's taken into the wow. temple he sees bell worship he sees sun worship he sees occultism it was really heavy during his time and there's mm -hmm. that i'm against those that hunt the souls to make them fly so a lot of times people in sorcery and witchcraft, what they would do, they will astral project and try to use their magical power to. Which means people. what? What is astral projection for people okay. who don't know? So we're three part beings made in God image. We're spirit. We're we, we're a spirit that have a soul that live in a body. Mm -hmm. So we're a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. Um, astral project is when somebody uses their supernatural ability 
for their spirit man to separate from their body and to travel in the spirit realm places. And this is not by the Holy Spirit. This is normally by some occultic spirit, demonic spirit, or psychic forces. And there are mm -hmm. a lot of people that practice this around the world. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things they do, they want people that they're trying to get into the occultic realm to astral project so that they can go into demonic realms and places with them to be initiated into witchcraft. So that's why Ezekiel said, I'm against those that hunt the souls to make them fly. So there are people that prey upon. Let me give an example. I have to just make mm -hmm. it right. Folks. I was in the islands of, of St. Lucia. And I called out an altar call that there were witches and wizards in the service. I says, a lot of you guys here, if you don't come up, I'm going to be in the back door and God's going to bring judgment on you. So please come up and get delivered. 14 came up. Wow. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like three. It was like 14. <sighs> Yeah, it was literally 14. And so 14 witches, wizards came up. And as soon as I walked to them, I just said, in Jesus' name, and I would call out the spirit. They'll just start manifesting, rolling on the floor. But there was one young lady that approached me and she said, hey, can I inbox you or email you or whatever? And she told me that for about three years, she had been seeing her aunt and her cousin in her dreams. And they were trying to take her places and it felt like she was flying out of her body. And she oh would go into these meetings and things with her, her, them. And she confronted them several times, like, are you guys into witchcraft? Are you into some cult? No, 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 you know, because uh, she would never accept the rings they would try to give her in the, in the dreams, the, 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 oh the, right, the rituals they were trying to get her to do. They were no, she would wow. never accept it. So that day, she saw her cousin and her aunt come to the altar and confess that they were into the all-called, you know, wizardry, witch, witchery, or whatever you want to call it. And oh she said, I've been, no, I've been seeing it. She said she would wake up. And it would feel like she'd been swimming in a pool because her body would actually be totally wet because a lot of times they would take her down into the ocean. So when you go into the Caribbean and you go into Africa and you go into uh, parts of Asia, people that are deep, deep in this stuff, mm -hmm. this isn't too unfamiliar for them. They know about it and they understand it. Um, but for most of us here in the U.S., fortunately, seeing yourself flying could mean that God is liberating you from chains and bondages that have held you back. And now you're soaring into new heights. Those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength and mount up yeah. like eagles. So the Lord can be taking you into new realms, new heights, new dimensions. And that's very exciting. Okay. You guys write in the comments. I'm going to pull up the comments or have some of the people too. Real quick. We have like 10 minutes and I just want people, maybe if they've been wondering if you're cool with this, DeMonte, is this okay? Go for it. That, okay. That just write in. Um, you're in a dream, maybe a quick little thing of a symbol. I don't know what this means, but I've been dreaming this and I'll see if they can write it into the chat here and we can get that. Another one that's really popular, Demonte, is what about if I keep dreaming that um, my teeth are falling out? Because a lot of people say that. that's a common I, dream. I knew it was coming. I literally, literally <laughs> a few minutes ago, the Lord said, be prepared to answer that. Teeth falling out deals with public humiliation, misfortune, and shame. And a lot oh, of wow, and, and that's something the enemy wants to bring on people because if you ever get publicly and you this won't happen to you, but you know, public humiliation brings trauma, post traumatic stress, and I mean, it can really affect people and cause even if they're anointed, they're gifted, it can cause them to draw back, to shut down, it can, it can really knock the wind out of their sails. So, if you have those oh, type yeah. of things, pray against misfortune and humiliation that's public because the teeth. Is something that you can see. Anything mm -hmm. with a person 
person's face is something that's public. And the first thing that you see with a, like if you were to, like if somebody was to meet me, my big muscles and biceps wouldn't stand out first. They would see my face first. And if my teeth was missing, you know, that would be kind of like, you know, I'll try to hide it. It would be shameful. But the Lord said, mm -hmm. instead of shame, he'll give you double honor. So Amen. bind up shame, bind up humiliation and decree double honor in Jesus name. That's awesome. All right. So Anne says, my husband dreams of getting lost and not being able to find his home. Okay. So that to me deals with uh, that person needs to walk into, uh, uh, ask the Lord, what is their identity for the season that they're in? Our identity comes from God. Um, and our home, our real true home is heaven. Even, and I believe this, even before we came to earth, we were sent from God from heaven as a spirit. And this may sound crazy. My wife always teases me about this. People tease me about my memory. My first memory in life is being sent from God into the earth with all the spirits being around. I'm, I have the memory of that ever since I've been a kid. So, oh and I remember praying one time and I was going through a rough season. I said, God, I didn't ask to be here. I didn't ask to be born on earth. And then it hit me. That memory came back and I said, well, actually I did ask the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> to come into the earth for wow. long your spirits that god's created send me send me that want to go into the earth and i said spirits i'm not talking about demonic spirits or angels i'm talking about human spirits that we all come that's you ever met someone and feel like you've wow. known them forever because you mm -hmm. were with them in god before the before that's what i feel but anyway yeah. that's another revelation so i feel okay. like for ann's husband mm -hmm. there's a higher identity in christ for this season that he needs to get into and see, when mm -hmm. you don't walk in your identity, you always feel somewhat lost, misplaced, or or disconnected from something, and, right? Or unfulfilled. Um, mm -hmm. the Bible says this, and then I'll go to the next question. Our life is hidden in Christ, but when Christ appears, our life appears with Him. So the closer we can get to Christ in each season, the closer we get to our own identity. It's a reward for us. Okay, so Stephanie says driving a car on bridges. So she must have this reoccurring dream where she's driving a car on a bridge. Decision making. Okay. Major decisions that need to be made, particularly pertaining to your calling or your work, your vocation. Bridges deal with transition, getting from one land to the other, one place to the other. Uh, cars, like I said earlier, deal with our vocation of ministry. So bridges, mm -hmm. decisions that we need to make, uh, whether it's stopping out, stepping out in faith, whether it's a geographical move to cause us to transition into that next season. Okay. Mary says huge camels dropping to their knees in my yard and dropping off boxes and people. That's, that's an awesome <laughs> dream, Mary. I love this is a good one. And it takes me to Isaiah where it says the camels are coming. It talks about the, the camels represent wealth and them dropping to their knees in your yard. I really sense that whatever you're doing, God says there is a reward that's coming for you, that you don't have to chase after the reward. You don't have to chase after money. It's coming to your front door. Uh, there's times that we have to kind of pursue blessings, but there are other times that a reward just comes to us and yes. boxes deal with treasures. So there is reward that's coming to you, maybe spiritual, maybe natural, maybe both. That's awesome, Mary. Yay. Okay. Charlotte says, I dreamed I went through a huge deluge of water, came out unharmed and didn't recognize my surroundings. So going, I guess, through a huge deluge of water, maybe going underwater, right? Yes. Yeah, so th you, that means going through a serious season of testing. 
You know, it says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard. A deluge of water means you may have a season. And I, I got a book on it that, that, you know, I went through seven years of wilderness that it may feel like you're overwhelmed, you're drowning, but you came out unharmed. So the Lord knows this season is coming. He's already prepared you and the, the, the other side of the season for you. But the new surroundings means these testings and trials will equip you and pre help prepare you to go into a new season and it's a better season and a, and a season where you will do more for the Lord. Anne says a reoccurring dreams of being in a fast moving river with many colors in it. Ooh, that's awesome. This is really good. And I think this deals more with your spiritual life that the Lord wants you to be more spontaneous and available for him. And it sounds like you're about to really have some fun with the Lord. I had a season that lasted for about nine months that every time I went to pray, it was an adventure. And I remember feeling like I was in a river and it felt good. So I think you're about to really have a super duper time with the Lord. And, I, you know, I've had many fasts, many times of prayer since then. But that one season was something just special and beautiful and great. And the Lord did so much supernatural stuff so many times during that season. Have fun. That's <laughs> a good dream. Okay. Yeah. Ezekiel Linda was in says, the river. Ezekiel was yeah. in the river. Yeah. That's, that's going to be a good one. Okay. Linda says, in my dream, I was prompted to check my door. I had not locked it. I locked it and then was prompted to also secure a deadbolt. The enemy... Uh, seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. And so here, the, the Lord is telling you, you need to pray and ask if there's any open doors. Um, mm -hmm. The Lord Jesus told Peter, the enemy has been desiring to sift you like wheat, but I prayed for you. So pray that any open doors, and they may not be anything that you're doing now, it could even be in your, your bloodline, your family, uh, uh, ancestry, but ask the Lord to show you any open doors and then cover it the blood of Jesus pray over it, repent for it, and know that you're secure. Teresa says, I, I really like this one, Teresa, because I've had something very similar happen to me where I know someone who keeps hearing doorbells in their sleep. Is that meaningful? I kept getting knocking in mine. So what does that mean? This is one of my favorites. I've had it several times with doorbells and knocking. I was reading in Revelations where it says, if any man... Uh, um, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens, I'll come in and sup with him. And I prayed. I said, Lord, knock at the door of my heart. And you know what happened? I heard knocking. I woke up and I said, okay, nobody's knocking. I went back to sleep. I heard it again. I got up. I actually got out of the bed, looked around the house. The third time I heard it, this was years ago. I was single. I was living alone. I got up and I'm going to be honest. I went and got a weapon, a bed or something. And I was like, who's trying to break in my house? I thought it was some robbers like trying to test if somebody was up. And then I realized that I had just prayed that prayer. It was the Lord awakening wow. me. And I don't want to say he was awakening me to intercession. He was awakening me to intimacy and fellowship with him. Yes. And intercession was a part of that. But I don't want to just limit it to intercession. So the Lord is giving you an invitation to get up and spend time with him. If he invites you, it's going to be blessed and it's going to be extra sauce on it <laughs> let me put it down yes it's oh, I, those dreams are the best aren't they when it wakes you up from the dream and you know that you hear that knock i mean it's i love those dreams okay kristen says this is interesting 
I've never heard this one, Demonte. My mom is in every single dream I have. That's what Kristen said. Okay, now this gives me a little concern. It either means one, there there's deep healing that's needed from the relationship with your mom or lack thereof, or two, she has too much influence either in your life or she's praying too much that you do what she wants you to do. I'm just going to be honest. There are people that pray that their children do what they want them to do. They're not praying the will of God. There's there's mm -hmm. leaders that pray that. There's family members that pray that. So seek the Lord about that. And you probably already have some clue of what I just mentioned, which one it is. Okay, the last one is from Terry. Why do I dream I have to walk many miles to get home? Oh, this one's a little challenge. I've never heard that one. Why do I have to walk many miles to get home? Lord, give me revelation right now in Jesus' name. Look, the last one is the toughest one. I'm just waiting on the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, here we go. So normally when you're dealing with your house, if it's a house that you grew up in, a lot of times the Lord's trying to deal with childhood issues or, for, mm -hmm. or family stuff. But when it's your own home and you're, I heard the word disconnected. I kind of sense that there is a geographical relocation for you. Mm. And so the Lord is showing you through this dream, you shouldn't have to walk many miles to get home. There should be a natural, I guess, progression of where you're leaving from just getting to your house. You may need to pray about a geographical relocation. That's something that we had to do. We moved from Regina, Atlanta, and then mm -hmm. we've gotten prophetic words like, be ready because the Lord's going to do a quick shift with you. And we, even ourselves, we've been preparing ourselves. Whenever the Lord speaks, we're going to make that move. I want yep. to share this one last thing real quick. My wife had a dream that we moved from Virginia to Atlanta. My wife had a dream that if we had not moved in the window that we moved, it would have threw us off of God's timetable for about six years. Oh, wow. The housing market shot up literally three months after we moved and some other mm -hmm. things happened. And so just be open to maybe the Lord wants to shift you. Yes. Awesome. All right, DeMonte, I'm going to have you close in prayer. And if the Lord's giving you anything else to minister, just go for it. And yes. then you can share with us, everyone, how they can follow you and get your dream books and stuff like that. Amen. Well, Father, we thank you for today. We thank you, especially for those that have a heart and burden for America. We pray, Lord, that the intercessors and the prophetic voices would rise up in power, rise up in grace, and that burden God would increase upon them to cause them to press into the heart of God and to make those intercessory decrees and cries and declarations that will bring transformation in the realm of the spirit we pray for those that are supposed to step into positions of power in politics and education and media and all the mountains of influence god that they will be equipped and that there will be no fear and they will step forth with grace and power in jesus name and then lord in jesus mighty name we pray for the dreamers we pray for the dreamers god that you would give them revelation you would give them understanding and that you would increase how you're speaking in their dreams. And we bind up the hand of the enemy from having access influence to their dreams at night and to their nightlife. And I pray for those revivalists that the fire of the Holy Ghost would stir them up to preach the gospel unashamed, boldly with yes. the signs, wonders, and miracles. And for those reformers, God, that they would have an anointing like Martin Luther to shake things up and to change things 
to line up with the word of God and line up with the heart of the Father in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, Demonte, how can people follow you more? Where can they get your books? All that stuff. Uh, they can get my books on Amazon. They can type in my name, Demonte Edmonds, The Supernatural Dimension of Dream. Drop Dreams drops soon. Uh, you can pre-order it. It's going to fly like hotcakes. And then as well, you can follow, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at demontetv.com. I'm sorry, at demontetv. The ad sign at demontetv at Facebook, Instagram. Then our website is here on the page as well, d4tn.org. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. I know you are blessed from today's show. And usually we have Johnny and Lo on today, but he's not here because he's ministering in Peru, but he will be back with us next Monday. And tomorrow our guest will be Donne Clement Petruska. You don't want to miss it. Have a blessed Monday and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.